you're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it with tales from all over the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, hello, Murph. Hey, we are just days away from Rag by 50. Are you ready? Oh my gosh. It's amazing to think how long we've been talking about this and how long you guys have been planning it. And at this point, training is complete. Whether you're ready or not, listeners, the best week of the year has arrived. That's right. And along with that, our most popular podcast episode has also arrived. Woohoo! Yes, I was able to interview someone from each of the overnight towns like we do every year. And to say they're all excited about Ragbri is an understatement. Oh, they've all worked so hard, and I'm just so excited to see their hard work pay off. And I can't wait to hear what they have in store for us because some of the stuff I know they've had in process since the last time I've talked to the overnight town, so it'll be a surprise for me too. Sure. Yeah, it was so fun to chat with each one of them. And uh, note, as in years past, this episode is longer, so hopefully you are you know, buckled into your car driving to Ragbri, or maybe you're out on a walk, or who knows what you're doing, but buckle up and let's get ready. Let's get ready to rumble. And I want to give a quick shout out to my cousin Kia. They are riding their first rag bride this year and they're only 12 years old. So Kia, you got this rib cracker. (laughs) That is awesome. Okay, let's get to it. Well, all right, let's kick off Rag Bri 50 with our first stop, which is in Sioux City, and uh, introduce you to John Burns. Yeah, thank you so much, Kathy. We are so excited. It is right around the corner. It's crazy how fast it snuck up on us, and we're excited to, to get into it and let people get to town. Yeah, exactly. We, I, I mean, I'm going to speak on behalf of all the riders because probably a bunch of them right now are in their vehicles driving towards Sioux City to find out what is in store for them. So I'm glad to have you on the podcast to tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're excited to, to give you guys some things to look for around here. And again, it's going to be a heck of a kickoff to the 50th uh, ride. All right. Well, what before we get into the nitty gritty of what you're going to bring us riders, will you give everybody an idea of what role that you play as far as like rag bride committees or volunteers or the city? Yeah, absolutely. So I am fortunate enough to have, I have a couple of committees I'm on. So I was directly in charge of our hospitality committee, mm. our campgrounds, our sanitation and recycling. That's a coveted position. And uh, overall, just kind of helping with a bunch of different roles. So uh, the city of Sioux City takes on quite a lot um, to, to put this on. So we're, we're just incredibly excited to, to have people finally roll into town. And I think we're ready for everyone. So really excited and been doing a lot of work and ready to have a party. Good. And it sounds like some pretty big shoes, I mean, to be on that many committees. So thank you for uh, spending all your time before we get there. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, again. It's I think it's going to pay off. It's going to end up being a ton of fun, and it's just it's really cool to see people from all over the world really come in, and it's worth the work. That's for sure. Definitely, yeah. And I already know the answer to this, but I will still ask it. Has Ragbri been through Sioux City before? 
Yes. So we, uh, RAGBRAI, we will probably get to this in a minute, but of course this is where it all started. Yeah. So um, about 50 years ago, we actually will get into this probably in a little bit, but we have a little bit of a nod to literally where it started uh, in Sioux City. But most recently, RAGBRAI was in Sioux City in 2015. Mm-hmm. So it's been a little bit of a hiatus for us. And uh, yeah, what I mean, you couldn't ask for a better time to come back 50, you know, 50 years later from really where it all started. So um, really looking forward to uh, welcoming people back to town. And it's just interesting to think back. Um, I was not around to enjoy Ragbri 1, which was in 1973. I'm assuming you either, right? Yeah, no, correct. I, I was uh, <laughs> not born. Yes. But to think about, you know, 200 people versus now you've got like an entire, uh, I don't even know, thousands and thousands of people coming this year. Yeah, it's, I mean, isn't it? It's, it's just weird. I was kind of laughing the other day we have a we have a sculpture we uh had created here and the idea was it was it was just like this absurd sculpture it's interactive and you you know people take pictures on it um and we just wanted to be as crazy as possible because that was kind of our nod to ragbar even starting like it started with 200 people and now Mm -hmm. it's the largest bike ride in the world it's it's absurd so it's kind of our nod to like uh weird ideas and and what they can become so uh yeah definitely definitely going to be a fun time here Okay, so we already know at least, well, you'll tell us the details in a second, but we know of at least one photo op, but I'm going to guess there's a bazillion more. But before we get into that, do you want to give listeners maybe just a tiny brief history of Sioux City? Yeah, so uh, for those coming into town, Sioux City, uh, we are the fourth largest city in Iowa. So we have about 100,000 people in the Siouxland area. Um, located right here on the Missouri River. So it's, again, this is where it all started. This is where Ragbri started. Mm-hmm. Um, we are really looking forward to having people come to town. There's a lot of history here um, and a lot of lot of little things to, to see and to do. So Sioux City is, again, it's, it's really unique in this setting because it is the start of this 50th year anniversary of this ride. And it's come a long way, I, even since 2015 when people were here last. So there's quite a few amenities that we've added to the city. And really, again, I think people will be uh, impressed and are really going to have a good time. And everyone already knows this, but when you get to Sioux City, uh, that's when the expo is. So you're basically spending all day Saturday enjoying entertainment, seeing all the vendors, doing all kinds of great things, then camping. And then the next morning is when you leave Sioux City. So do you want to speak at all about you know, the location of the expo or if there's a site to dip your tires? Yeah, absolutely. So the tire, you know, dip site is always important. The people who come in, this is an awesome opportunity for a photo of the sort of the before picture, right? Before riding all those miles across, uh, across Iowa. So we will have that available on our riverfront where all of our main campsites um, are located so uh, that, that'll be a big place to, to make sure you come see on Saturday. Otherwise, we have our expo uh, center, our expo um, area is going to be right downtown by the Tyson Event Center. Mm-hmm. So you will not be able to miss it. There's an underpass over the interstate, so it's going to be incredibly accessible to our main campgrounds. And I really like the way it laid out this year. It just kind of flows really naturally. People will flow from campground right into downtown easily within a walking distance or a ride. Um, and it, it, I think it's just going to be a really good layout for 
for how how the city will work and how you know just to move around from campsite to um, to expo to you know restaurants and bars and, and coffee shops and everything that you you know people will be looking for, um, it'll it'll work out really well. So good. So as they spend the day, you know, doing what you just mentioned, the expo and all things that are RAGBRAI related, are there any cool sites to see if somebody has a little bit of extra time? A couple really cool opportunities that are right in our downtown. So we are, again, since we are the 50th, you know, it all started here. Uh, we Our public museum actually even put together a whole trip down RAGBRAI history, a commemoration of the first uh, event. So if you have time, our public, our Sioux City Public Museum is right downtown on 4th Street. You will literally pass it on the way to the bars if you're going that direction. Uh, stop in and check it out. It's really cool. It's just got a bunch of history of RAGBRAI and, and again, kind of what this thing turned into. So so that is um, one, one uh, option for you. We also have our art center that is right downtown. Again, they have some RAGBRAI-related um, uh, works as well. So, And that is, I mean, directly across from the expo grounds. So uh, another really cool opportunity where you're not even going that far out of your way. And other, otherwise, a couple really cool opportunities on your way into town. We have a national monument for our um, the Sergeant Floyd uh, monument that you, is really unique to see. Mm. Uh, we have the, our Flight 232 Memorial where, where uh, you know, uh, that's almost on, the, you know, right around the campgrounds where uh, that, you know, for the memorial of that flight that crashed here in Sioux City. So some really kind of cool pieces of history that, mm-hmm. you know, involve our, our town. And they're all right where people are going to be gathering anyway. So kind of a, some cool opportunities to go check out. I encourage you to go look around the city. Again, it's it's changed a lot even since our last time in, you know, in 2015. So a lot of new, um, new you know, offerings. And, yeah, really looking, like I said, looking forward to having people come around and, and enjoy. Good. And uh, how about some entertainment? Yeah, so entertainment, of course, we will have our main stage. We are lucky to have the Spin Doctor yes. that are going to be playing, so, so that excited. is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, I know. We we're we we're really really excited to get them uh, on board. So, yeah, they're going to be our headliners. But of course, we're going to have a ton of local artists on that main stage. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, our historic Fourth Street. So again, if you are kind of looking for the bar scene or a restaurant to go order some food, uh, make your way over to Fourth Street. It's really really unique. They're blocking off the entire street. So they're kind of going to have a block party. They're going to have additional local artists uh, playing bands over there. Um, so there are no shortage of breweries or places to go grab a drink. Again, all within walking distance of the expo and the main campgrounds. Um, and outside of that, again, there's there's other opportunities. I you know since the Hard Rock is one of our sponsors, try your luck at the Hard Rock. Uh, the uh, <laughs> casino is right yeah. downtown as well. Yeah, always a always a hit if it's in walking distance. Um, and, and it's just going to be a really cool event. There, uh, we're hoping to kind of have a couple, um, we're hoping to finalize something that would be really, really cool in, in terms of our, uh, our Air Force base that we have here in Sioux City. And we'll see if it ends up coming through, but it might be a cool little display that, that they're able to put together for us as well. So just trying to do some things that people will remember um, Sioux City for. Nice. And you may have alluded to this earlier, but do you, does your community have some sort of theme that maybe is kind of a nod back to 1973? <laughs> yes, like everyone else, uh, we, our theme does have a little bit of a nod back to the history of RAGBRAI. So 
ours is, and since we are the starting location, of course, we had to really lean into that. So ours is You'll Never Forget Your First Ride, oh, nice. which I think is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'll that'll sell on a t-shirt, which by the way, will be sold. So go find a t-shirt and buy one. <laughs> but um, but no, it's, it's, it's a, a funny theme and it, it's awesome because we are, again, we're excited. Uh, we hope people don't forget Sioux City and they're, they're, uh, the first leg of this ride. And, of course, the people who have been doing this for years, you know, uh, you never really forget Ride Bry after you do it. So uh, I think it's an awesome theme. And then that's kind of the idea of welcoming people to town here. I mean, there's nonstop action that will take place all day on Saturday. So then, you know, Spin Doctors has an amazing show. Everybody goes back to their camp and gets a good night's rest or at least a little bit of rest. And what can they expect as they're leaving Sioux City the next day as far as, you know, are they going to see farmland? Are they going to go through town? Like, give us an overview. Yeah, great, great question. So um, people are going to ride out of one of our main campsites or, or Riverside Park, or, you know, some of our secondary campsites. And they're going to, of course, go through the middle of town. I mean, that's how everyone will be getting um, out of town. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some, you know, final stops around, you know, just before you're leaving. To, For example, we're going to have vendors set up, you know, with flipping pancakes and have some coffee trucks and just some stuff that, you know, some water bottle filling stations, just the last little park you'll hit before you leave town. Mm-hmm. And then as you exit town, you get to embark on the second hilliest day of the year <laughs> for what we would call long and gradual slow rollers. So that'll be a ton of fun for everybody um, kind of on the first, and it kind of hits you right away leaving Sioux City. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun, but it is literally all downhill after uh, after you get out of um basically our first county here so uh they expect some hills and some farmland as you're as you're leaving town and again some opportunities just kind of as you're riding through town to stop get some you know get a a water powerade whatever it might be there's going to be a ton of businesses along the route on the way out of town so there will be ample opportunity for bikers Mm -hmm. i would encourage you to kind of as you get further up up our our first couple streets you'll see a ton of um you know there's high v's and grocery stores and stuff like that that might be a little bit of an easier bet than going into some of the gas stations that may run out so if your your first couple gas stations you see are out of whatever you're looking for don't worry there's plenty more up uh throughout the route on the way out of town in sioux city so uh, it, it should we should have uh plenty of of water to go around and hopefully we get some good weather for it as well that is a, a nice feature that your community is a little bit bigger so that people can, you know, have the time and the resources to be able to stop at different places to grab what they need. Yeah, absolutely. And same thing with our uh, support vehicles. As they're leaving town, they're going out a little bit of a different direction. But, yes, there will be plenty of opportunity to stop and, and load up on whatever you, you are looking for. Um, right before you leave town and, and kind of embark on that, that first leg of the route. Good. Well, if people want to check things out, you know, after they listen to this podcast, maybe there are a few more details they want to look at, like maybe specifically where the campgrounds are or the expo location, where can they go on either social media or a website? Yeah, so we, of course, have our own uh, Facebook page. So that is labeled Sioux City Ragbri. 
uh, we link, of course, to our website, mm-hmm. which is Ragbri Sioux City. So just flip flopped. And we have been trying to put up a ton of information there. So that website changes literally daily. Um, we add information as it comes in. So anyone looking for FAQs or just any general info should go to that website or our Facebook page. And again, we are trying to uh, set people up for success on kind of what to expect in Sioux City. We will have, of course, a ton of volunteers and information booths on the day of the event. So there should be no lack of being able to find that information um, in person and ahead of time by using our website. Excellent. Sounds like you guys are ready for us. We are. We are. Like I said, it's been a, a lot of work, and we're just kind of ready for the, the party to come to town. And, um, I mean, we're, we're really excited. It's it's fun for you guys as the riders, but, of course, it's fun for us, right? We we enjoy being hospitable and welcoming welcoming people to town from all over the country and the world and Again, people have really fun, just cool stories and experiences, and it's it's really unique to be able to welcome them here to, to our community. Yeah, and to have that many people, thousands and thousands, you know, the opportunity to showcase Sioux City. So we're excited as well. Yeah, it's going to be a party. And again, I say thank you for taking the time to let me come on and talk a little bit about Sioux City. And um, again, just looking forward to, to seeing everyone and, and hopefully Hopefully uh, everyone will have a great time and a safe ride and really, really looking forward to this uh, huge event, bigger than it's been uh, ever, I think. So it's yeah. going to be a ton of fun with literally tens of thousands of riders this year. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much, John, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks again, Kathy. All right, well, the next town is Storm Lake, and I'd like to welcome Mayor Mike Porsche to the show. Thank you very much, and welcome to you also. Yeah, well... It's an an exciting time. It is an exciting time, and, you know, this is our most popular episode where everyone is excited and probably on the road driving to, you know, Sioux City to get started, and here we are in Storm Lake. And uh, we are looking for those riders to come get here from Sioux City. Um, yeah, I know they, um, this is the, um, the seventh time that we've, we've hosted. So we've, and I've been involved in probably the last six, five or six of them. So, oh, okay. um, never to the extent that this, the size of this appears to be. So, well, before we get into the, you know, the nitty gritty of Ragbride coming through your community, um, as I mentioned, you are the mayor of Storm Lake, but what role are you playing as far as Ragbri itself? I'm also um, on the executive committee. Okay. One of the um, executive committee members, and I'm kind of oversee the beverage, uh, entertainment, food vendors, um, electrical, that type of stuff. So. Okay. Okay. And before we push record, we briefly talked about Storm Lake is also celebrating 150 years, which, what is the word for that? Sesquicentennial. Sesquicentennial. I don't even know if Centennial. I can say it. <laughs> Sesquicentennial. I've had to, I've had to practice that as mayor. We've had it, had it come up at several council meetings, and I have practiced yeah. quite a bit this year to make sure I say it correctly. So <laughs> awesome. Well, congratulations <laughs> on that. So you've got, you know, of, um, of course you probably always have events going on in Storm Lake, but you've got a couple of big ones this year with that and Ragbri. Correct. You said we're opening a time capsule this this evening um, for the Sesquicentennial and. Um, I was around. I was actually in high school when they put when they buried the uh, time capsule. So it's going to be interesting to see 
um, what they put what they put in it. I don't remember. Oh, for sure. In a high school kid, I wasn't really too didn't care too much about it because I figured I wasn't going to be around when any more opened up anyway. <laughs> but here, but here I am. Here you are. <laughs> so, well, do you want to give the listeners maybe a brief history of Storm Lake? Yes, um, like I said, we're just we're incorporated um, 150 years ago. So actually, I've, I've had an opportunity to look through some of the history uh, for the sesquicentennial because the town actually started like um, probably 20 years before that. Mm. The first settlers um, were actually here. They um, apparently came across the prairies and saw the glacial lake here and decided this would be a pretty cool place to set up shop. So um, they did. And one of the interesting things I saw when I was going through that is back in those days, um, 150 years ago, when they started setting up lots for people to buy, mm-hmm. um, to settle on, they left several acres along the North shore of the lake for parks. And those still are there. Those parks are still um, part of the community today. They have never been developed. Wow. Uh, I mean, into homes, they've been developed into park system, Yeah. but they've never been developed into homes. So I mean, we're unique in that. I think in the, in the state and that we have, probably at least half of our north shore of the lake is all park system mm. it's not uh, it's not residential and stuff so uh, that's kind of cool and it was interesting reading that 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 the settlers back then declared that they wanted so much land for parks and it's stayed that way and community people have battled that over the years to um, keep those to keep it that parks. way that, yeah, yeah. And it's been very very important to the community, the park system. Oh, that's great. And to be able to showcase it, you know, for an event like Ragbri, you're going to have thousands and thousands no, I mean, it's, of people. Yeah, it's going to be the park system mainly is going to handle uh, a lot of the charters mm-hmm. and, and, and those groups. So they're going to have a beautiful view. Okay, so speaking of beautiful view, this is the day, you know, riders are starting out. Um, it's a it's a hilly day. But tell, yes. tell them. Yes, it is. <laughs> tell the listeners what to expect as they're rolling into Storm Lake. I mean, is farmland? Is it? You know, tell tell us what we'll see. Well, fortunately, fortunately, about the last fifteen miles or so are going to be flat, so Yay. they'll be able to catch. They'll be able to catch their wind, um, for for one thing. And it's farmland um, coming in on the west side of town until you hit um, until you hit town, and then you'll you'll come right into the first park that's on the um, west side of the lake and the lake will be right there so you first thing you'll see is part of our park system and and the and the lake so um, then you'll travel into the community and go along the lake shore the entire way get to about the middle of town lake avenue then they head north out to the main campground but you'll be able to travel through um, they'll be traveling through Buena Vista University's campus, mm-hmm. go right through the campus there. So, and they have a beautiful campus. So it's going to be a real scenic ride um, through the community. You'll get to see the lake and stuff right out of the, right out of the chute coming into town. And we'll have a hospitality area, information center right as they come into town also. And I'm assuming you guys are well-versed in um, your theme and all of that good stuff. Do you want to get into that? Sure. We're... Um, we're very proud of, I mean, we're one of the most diverse communities in the state of Iowa, particularly for, for our size. Um, and we, we're very proud of our diversity. Mm-hmm. And the um, hospitality areas and information centers are going to be themed as a Micronesian theme at one of them. Um, I think they're having a, a Mexican 
one of the information centers would be Mexican themed, mm. another the Buddhist temple, the Laotian Southeast Asian themed, and they'll be um, decorated in those themes. And hopefully, trying to line up, we'll have um, some of those like that. And El Salvadorian dance dancers um, oh, wow. with um, with um, cultural type of music, mm -hmm. um, just to show off some of that type of entertainment because it, it is really um, cool to see some of the, the dancers and. Um, and then they're trying to set up, hopefully set up some food, um, ethnic food at oh. those hospitality areas also. Oh, nice. So. Okay. Okay. And like Storm Lake is, uh, to me, this is my opinion only, but kind of the perfect size for a Ragbri overnight because it's not uh, a really huge community. It's very, I don't, I don't know if compact is the right word, but I'm assuming as riders come into town, they're going to have those beautiful views. Plus, they'll be praising you for the flat 15 miles yes. in. Yeah. <laughs> but once you're into town. And they'll be able to jump in the lake if they're really hot. There, <laughs> yeah, the there you go. When they come into town. Yeah, there you go. we got a nice beach right there, so they'll be able to pull off to the side if they want to and, and hit the lake. Oh, perfect, perfect. And uh, tell us about, as far as, you know, of course, we've got the big headliner at night, but do you have entertainment planned for the whole day? Yes, we have two groups, um, one starting at 4.30 called Wild Ambition. Most of Both of these groups are relatively local groups. Um, they'll be at 4.30, and then we have another group, Neil Anders and the Brothers Merritt. They're at, they're at 6.30. And before then, starting at 3 o'clock, we'll have a local DJ playing music at the entertainment area. So, mm -hmm. um, so we plan on having uh, music starting at 3 o'clock. Okay. In the entertainment venue. So jump in the lake, cool off, and then go catch some entertainment before you head to your campsite, right? Right. And you, know, you can even head to your campsite first if you want to cool down, relax a little bit, get a shower in, and then you can head to the, the entertainment area. We'll have shuttles running. Um, to, we'll have an express shuttle actually from the main campground running from there nonstop okay. to the to the uh, entertainment venue. So okay. there won't be a bunch of stops along the way. We'll just be able to meet people. Okay, good. And you mentioned um, the college there. Is it a college or university? University. Okay. So you mentioned the university there in your hometown, but do you have any other like must-see places while people are in your community? Well, if you like um, culture and history, um, we have Santa's Castle. Um, it, it's a big hit during um, Christmas time, obviously, but um, it'll be open. It's it's like a, it's our old library mm. way back in the day, and it's like a castle. And it just they have animated Christmas scenes, um, automated scenes within that is really a cool thing to see. Mm. And it's right downtown. It's just like a block off of our downtown to the east, um, right by the court across street from the courthouse. And also in that courthouse square, there's an art gallery. Mm. It's called Witter's Gallery. That's um, that's going to be open also. We have a historical museum. And also they're doing, you probably have heard, they're doing the wheat painting. Yeah, the wheat paste. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the wheat paste painting. That's going to be downtown. Okay. Also right on that same corner. So they can stop at the corner and see the wheat paste painting on one corner and then go a block to the east and hit Santa's Castle and the and the art gallery. Oh, nice. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of just little, little cool things downtown. We have a, if you want anybody who wants homemade ice cream, you have a Stormlight Candy Shop. Mm. Downtown, I think, would be, I've ridden right where I once for a few days, and I know that an ice cream shop would be a good hit. Yeah. Um, and, that's right, and that's right downtown also. So hopefully on the bike route, when they get, they go along the lake about halfway, and then they come up our main street, 
um, to head out to the uh, main campgrounds, which is on the north side of town. Um, and they'll go right through downtown. So they'll be able to, they'll be in close proximity to all these places. Okay. So I already have a mental list of things that I want to do when I'm there. Besides all of the, you know, the craziness that Ragbri brings. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so if, if anyone wants to learn more about Storm Lake or Ragbri plans, do you have social media pages? Yes, we have. It's um, StormLakeRagBri.com. Um, That's the web page, Facebook and, and different social media off mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. And then we also have our City of Storm Lake Facebook page. Okay. And then, um, so everyone enjoys the night, they get to their campground, they wake up the next morning as they leave Storm Lake. Will you have vendors set up or are they going to be just cruising on into the next community to get their breakfast and such? There will be some vendors set up. I think there'll be a vendor out at the main campground. Mm -hmm. I know there is um, one, of, um, it's called Bridge. Um, they're doing coffee. They make their own coffee. They're a multicultural, the, um, uh, after school and that type of stuff, they, they work real hard with the kids of our uh, community and they're doing a fundraiser with coffee and stuff. And that'll also be at the, where the food, vent, the food vendors are um, the night before. And I'll just, the one, the entertainment um, and food vendors and stuff are set up on the northwest or the northeast corner of the lake. It's going to just be a beautiful setting, mm. uh, weather permitting, <laughs> of course. But I mean, you'll be able to sit there and watch, the, listen to the music, and, and see the sunset across the lake. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if our executive director Matt Fippen guaranteed good weather like he did last year, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bank on it, right? Yeah. Well, when they were here for their pre-ride, we had a picnic along the lake, and it was gorgeous that night. So yeah, hopefully. I was. I was there and I have, I was just going to say, I have one of my favorite photos is from that night. Yeah, um, I mean, it was with, beautiful that night. Yeah. Hopefully we have one oh just like it. Gosh, it was beautiful. So, well, great. Well, Mayor, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and showcase your community. And we are very, very excited to make our way there. I think they'll enjoy their night here. So okay. looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, next up, I would like to welcome Linda, who is representing Carol. Hi there, this is Linda Dukes Franey, and I'm happy to be here with you today and a guest on your Just Go Bike podcast. And hope we can get some great information together today to um, entertain the listeners. Yes, definitely. Glad to have you on. Do you want to describe maybe your role with uh, the Rag Bride committees or volunteer position that you have? Absolutely. Um, my role is I'm on the executive committee and we split up the committees um, between all the executive members. My husband and I, Mike, are um, heading up the committees for entertainment, mm. in vendors, beer garden and electrical. All super important. Actually, all of the categories are super important, but you've got, yes. you've got some big ones. <laughs> I got some big ones and some fun ones, though. <laughs> Good. Well, has Ragbri ever come through Carol before? It has. Um, it was, the first time was in 1980, then 88, 94, in 2011, and I was in this same role in 2011, and now, of course, 2023. So we've got a pro that will be kind yeah. of, you know, running the show. Of course, there's going to be a few more people than there were last time we came through. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about... 
changed, you know, in that amount of time too. So it's been, you know, another learning curve. There's a lot of things that were not available in 2011 sure. to help us throw this out roll out the red carpet that there are today. So that's been fun too. Yeah, definitely. And I'm going to guess, you know, I may be wrong, but I would assume the population of Carol maybe has increased a little bit since 2011. Oddly not. Oh, nope. We're wow. Yep. Wow. Well, how about along that same lines, a brief history of your awesome community? You bet. You know, Carol was, or Carol County was created um, in 1851. And kind of a fun fact is um, Charles Carroll was the only Catholic signer of the Declaration of Independence. And Carroll was named after Charles Carroll. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And he was also the last surviving signer. He died 95 years of age. So, you know, a lot of the history and um, behind the name of the town and some of the heritage of the town came through Charles Carroll. And, you know, it could be a direct reflection on the Catholic heritage here in Carroll, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's been a very strong Catholic community for years, um, ending with 14 different parishes in the in the area. Um, you know, big, strong Catholic community and some very strong Ger- German heritage. So Carroll itself was established in 1869. And uh, have you been a resident for a while in Carroll? I have. I moved here in 1989. Oh, nice. Okay. So you know the ins and outs of Carol big time. <laughs> Probably. Some <laughs> of the things you know, but I think it would have been fun to live here. Um, part of our history, too, has to do with Prohibition. So during Prohibition, it was some very big bootlegging whiskey days in Carroll County. And that's kind of a, a nod to that history is how we came up with our theme. Oh, do you want to tell us the theme now? Yeah, sure. It's Carol. You'll have a barrel of fun. Wow, oh, so excellent. Whiskey barrels, wine barrels, um, you know, the different barrels that represent some of the history um, of the bootlegging and the alcohol um, that has been made right here in Carroll County, like Iowa Legendary Rye, Templeton Rye. We have a brewery and a winery right here in Carroll County. Wow. Okay. Well, that's. That's a lot of stuff to look forward to um, as far as, you know, people that are into alcohol and the finer things. You know, when you have product made right in your community, that's like a step up. Absolutely. The alcoholology story is great, even if you don't want to consume it. Some of the um, buildings, like the winery, for example, has great history to it. So if people come to town, you might definitely want to go to the winery. I know they'll be serving food that day, but the history and the the aesthetic of that facility is um, aged way back. It's just just a gorgeous building to even look at, take pictures of, take in while you're here in Carroll. And uh, Andrea and I, AP and I, actually recorded our podcast from that winery. Uh, we were tucked away into one of the side rooms, but it is definitely worth walking through. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is. Okay, so riders are going to be finishing up Monday. They've ridden at this point. I think it's around 60 miles to get to Carroll um, after a pretty big day Sunday. So they are coming into Carroll. They want to know what's it going to be like as far as the terrain. Are they going to have to, you know, get some big hills before they hit Carroll? Are there farms to look at? Will you kind of give us an idea of what they're going to see? Yeah, I think the the route that day will be a perfect representation of rural Iowa. Okay. Specifically, Carroll County, um, 
Carroll County is in the top five in the state of Iowa for cattle and hog production. Mm. So, you know, I know there's a very diverse group of people registered for this ride, and many may have never even seen a cornfield, a bean field, you know, livestock. So they'll see plenty of that, um, and it's part of what makes Iowa, Iowa. So it'll be a, I think it'll be a beautiful ride from Storm Lake to Carroll. All right. I agree with that for sure. And then um, you've already kind of told us the theme. So as yeah. riders actually get into town, what are they going to see as far as, you know, campground and vendors and, you know, what's going to be happening? Well, when they first initially come in, there'll be a great welcome committee. Um, we'll be right there to cheer people on and get them into town. They're not too far at the entrance of Carroll on the northwest side that they will just travel east a little ways to our main campground, mm -hmm. which is out by our high school north of town. So that part will be super easy to get them into the main camping area. Um, we have set up a really cool festival area, um, something that was different than if anybody was here in 11. We have really um, made it more of a family-friendly festival area. So we'll have a lot of the area closed off. And of course they can find all these maps at carolragbri.com in mm -hmm. our Facebook and our socials. Um, but we really want a nice flow of vendors, music, um, things to look at in our downtown area. So they'll get a good overview in the festival area of, of who Carol is. And I'm assuming you'll have uh, all kinds of entertainment well before the headliner that night. Yes, actually we have several locations of entertainment previous to the big stage. Mm. So um, we have a local facility or a local restaurant called Wasted Grain that's very new to Carol, but they will be having some entertainment at their location and they're one of our sponsors. So um, be sure to check out, you know, Wasted Grain, but they're going to have some entertainment in the afternoon. We have a stage that we're calling the Barrel Stage, mm. which is downtown by our brewery, by the Carol Brewery, um, our Carol Moose, and by a little establishment called Kerbs. We'll have a stage down there that will have entertainment going from like noon to six and just really trying to highlight our local talent there. Mm -hmm. So there'll be three different bands playing that day, Age Spirits, Two and a Half Guitars, and Scott Kirkhart will be playing at the end of that day. So we'll have that going on. We're going to have a DJ in another area who will be playing everybody knows kind of music. Um, we have a slip and slide and Ooh. we have mechanical ball. And, of course, um, other things that people would want to catch, I think, um, right down in that area is our Carroll County Historical Society Museum. Mm -hmm. And that museum will be open. They, they're looking forward to people coming in to check out the history of Carroll County. They'll have hours. So all kinds of things. We, you know, we're really designing um, our space so that we can help as many businesses and establishments and history of Carol to really shine that day. Oh, for sure. I don't think I mentioned it when we were talking uh, of, as far as the Sunday route goes, but there are some pretty cool murals that are happening every single day. Do you want to highlight on that as far as where it'll be in Carol? Absolutely. Yeah, we're super excited that there was a grant given to a uh, phenomenal artist who will be doing wheat paste murals in every overnight town. So um, we will be able to put this artwork up on the side of a building so that people can, you know, look at it, but also take photo ops with it. Mm -hmm. And then I think it'll just be fun because then they can look for that mural in every city and, you know, see the collection and the theme behind um, all of the artwork that is being done with the wheat paste. So ours will be down in our festival area. Mm -hmm. So we may have even two of them. So 
Um, I know one for sure, but the, both of those will be in our festival area. And we are um, very honored that this grant was given so that we could um, display the wheat paste mural. So super cool thing, writers, to check out in every overnight town. Yeah, definitely. And if you hit it right, depending on when you roll into town, you may see it in progress because uh, they are actually creating them or putting them up throughout the week. So that part's it, even more cool. Yes. And also super neat because they're going to have local students um, in Carroll help with the putting up of the mural. So they'll get, you know, get some experience or even just have fun participating in that um, process. So I think that's a neat also way to include the community in the placement of it. Well, you mentioned it briefly, but will you tell the listeners again where they can go, like on social media or a website, to find out more information about Carol? Yeah, um, definitely. We have our own Facebook page, Carol Regbri, and that's Carol with two R's and two L's. Mm -hmm. And um, you also will be able to find it on our web, carolregbri.com. Easy enough. Yes. Um, so writers are going to have a great time in Carol. They're going to, you know, see a great headliner, all the different entertainment you have ready. They go to bed the next morning. Will you have vendors set up or will it be more of as they leave town, they'll catch the next community for breakfast and such? Yeah, absolutely. We'll have, of course, our local businesses that will be open mm-hmm. to individuals the next morning, but we are not providing vendors. We really wanted to allow the next coming towns and communities to have the opportunity to serve the breakfast Mm -hmm. and um, have the opportunity to, you know, have people see their establishments and enjoy that as well. So they can look forward to Glidden, the next town um, east of us for some of those goodies. Yes. And it's only, I think it's only nine miles from Carroll. So definitely there'll be probably vendors along the way and then plenty to see in Glidden. So, well, thank you so much, Linda, for coming on the podcast to talk about Carroll. And we are all very, very excited to see you in a matter of days. Yeah, it's not going to be long. And I promise you in Carroll, you'll have a barrel of fun. Yay. All right. Thank you. Next overnight town is Ames, and with me right now is Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kathy. How are you doing? Good. Um, we are excited to come visit your community, and appreciate the time that you are taking to tell the world a little bit about what to expect in Ames. Oh, absolutely. We're really excited to have Ragbri this year, with it being the 50th anniversary. So, uh, yeah, can't wait to have everybody uh, experience our town. Excellent. Well, before we get into the deep dive into Ames, will you tell the listeners uh, maybe what role you're playing as far as getting ready? Sure. I am the president and CEO for the uh, Discover Ames, and we are serving as the LOC. So I'm heading up the LOC for Ames and Iowa State University. Okay. So you're you're a busy man all year round, but especially busy as we get closer. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, this has been something in the works for for just about a year now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, with our community in Ames and Iowa State University, it's it's unique. We're used to hosting big events uh, like when we have football games. 
uh, and concerts and things like that, but this is a unique event. So we have some advantages, but there's always that unknown with Ragbri, never knowing what the weather's going to be like. And most of our other events, we don't have people camping around campus and oh, around sure. the community. Uh-huh. <laughs> and more than a few people. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Well, I already know the answer to this question, but can you tell the listeners if Ragbri has been through Ames before? Yeah, we were on the original route, and that's kind of why I say we were been planning this for, for almost a year, because we were hopeful, uh, even with the former leadership with Ragbri, there was discussion about maybe trying to recreate uh, the overnight route, and so we were hopeful that uh, we would be selected mm-hmm. uh, since we were on the original route. Uh, but most recently, we've hosted it numerous times, but most recently was in 2008, and then again in 2018, so not that long ago, about five years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember it well, being able to uh, get inside Jack Tri Stadium. That was quite a treat, and I'm I'm assuming Iowans will know this, but for people who don't live in Iowa, uh, Ames is home to the Iowa State University. Correct. Home of the Cyclones. So uh, you mentioned Jack Tri Stadium, and that will be a feature uh, for riders as they come into town. Again, this year, a little bit different view, a different look, Mm -hmm. and the stadium looks a whole lot different than it did back then. So we've got some pretty unique and fun things that will be happening in the stadium as well. Yeah, it's a treat for uh, riders this year because we, uh, well, let me side note, I am a UNI Panther graduate, so I, ah. um, I'll i just leave it at that. But it's so... I root for the Panthers. My daughter went to UNI, so okay, I, good. Uh, I also had one that went to Iowa State, too. So Okay, good. <laughs> but this year, we will be hitting both uh, University of Iowa and Iowa State University, so it's really a treat to be able to go to both of those universities while we ride across Iowa. Right. Yeah. And I know that uh, Kinnick is going to be involved when they get to Iowa City as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think some of the things that we have planned at Iowa State uh, in Jack Trice are going to be pretty unique uh, with uh, the video boards and ribbon boards that we have. Uh, And uh, we've got a surprise for riders as they come in and uh, they can look for their team name on the ribbon board as they go around. So it'll be kind of fun. So we kind of personalize it a little bit for the riders as well. So uh, then one of the neat features that we have is um, riders will be able to see the two Cyhawk trophies, the Cyhawk series and the football trophy. Mm. It's the only place that uh, and the only stadium that they'll be able to see those trophies in Iowa this year. So uh, we're excited about that. Yeah, that is exciting. And uh, we should probably, you know, back up a a little bit here. Besides being the home of the Iowa State Cyclones, there's so much more in your community, in your town. Do you want to just give maybe like a brief history of Ames and then maybe a fun fact or two? Well, and, you know, Ames has really started because of the university. Uh, the uh, community of Ames started in 1864, and the university had its uh, first graduating class in 1868, so mm-hmm. four years later. So uh, Ames uh, with Iowa State University, is it's an integral part of the community. You know, we are a railroad town with uh, tracks going through it, and it's named after a uh, former uh, railroader. Um, but uh, we are also home to the Iowa DOT mm. and home to the National Animal Disease Lab, one of uh, a national uh, lab. Uh, there's a very few of them around the country, and we're home to that as well. So, you know, the university and the city are, are two 
they're two different entities, but when it comes to events like this and other things, we really become one. And it's uh, it's an awesome community. The way that the uh, the town and gown relationship is is a, extraordinary, mm-hmm. and it's it's great to see. Mm-hmm. And how about as riders, you know, make their way towards Ames, um, this day is going to be, I think it's around 80-ish miles. So they'll have, they'll have had a big day as they come into Ames. But what, are, what can they expect as far as, you know, is it farm fields? Is it hilly? Like, give us a little idea. Well, I, as you may know, you know, <laughs> Ames and central Iowa, this part of Iowa is part of the Des Moines lobe uh, and really had glaciers that came through here. And so central Iowa is relatively flat. Mm-hmm. And so as riders come into Ames, for the most part, it's going to be relatively moderate uh, rolling hills. We know that this is also the century day. Uh, but one of the nice things is as they get into Ames uh, and as they make their way to Jack Tri Stadium, it's mostly downhill. So Ooh. it's going to be kind of nice coming into town. Sure. And uh, tell us what your theme is going to be. Our theme this year is cycling, fun, and games. Mm-hmm. And as I like to say, cycling, fun, and ga- Ames, uh, <laughs> highlighting the Ames part of the word games. So, uh, you know, with utilizing Jack Troy Stadium and just all the activities that will be going around the community, uh, we think it's just going to be a fun atmosphere. And uh, with the, the games theme of, of the football stadium. So uh, really a, a fun, fun atmosphere in Ames. Mm-hmm. And how about, you know, obviously people can go to your website to get specifics on like, you know, what street campgrounds are on and that sort of thing. But in general, are you going to have vendors set up in, you know, walkable areas or kind of give us a feel for what we can expect? Well, uh, campgrounds, it's, this year it's a, it's a challenge. Uh, you know, when we hosted Ragbri back in 18, there were 8,500 registered week-long riders. Mm. And this year, there's 20,500 registered riders for the week. So it's, uh, I don't think those are all new riders. I think maybe some of them weren't registered before, but came to town. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's been a little bit more of a challenge that we don't really have uh, one huge main campground. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ragbride does have their main campground, as they call it, uh, where they are transporting equipment and and supplies for riders that are tent camping and that's going to be at brookside park a city park but we're using a lot of the university grounds that are typically used for tailgates a lot of the grass lots Mm. um as well as some other city parks we're using uh private uh landowners as well uh we've got uh what is if People that are familiar with Ames know the Haunted Forest, which is close to Jack Trice Stadium. Uh, it's privately owned. We've got um, uh, other businesses in town that are lending their land that they've got available. So uh, we really have about 21 different campgrounds. Oh, wow. They're all going to be, they're not really spread out, but they're they're all kind of pockets around uh, the main area around Jack Trice Stadium. And that's where we've got a lot of vendors and our showers and all of those kind of things. Uh, but then downtown, the downtown piece is where a lot of vendors, uh, particularly food vendors, will be. And will there be uh, shuttle service if somebody is a little bit further away from the vendors and such? Absolutely. Yep. Excellent. We're providing a free shuttle. Uh, we have four different routes. 
uh, one that will be going from Brookside Park, Ragbrise Main Campground, that'll take people to downtown. And then we've got three other routes that'll be going throughout Ames uh, with multiple stops from uh, the main campgrounds. And in addition to the big headliner, uh, what sort of entertainment will you, do you have in store for us? Well, we've got... Uh, Uh, In addition to our main stage, we'll have a secondary stage, and we've got uh, a lot of local bands, a lot of local favorite bands that will be performing starting at 2 in the afternoon, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, And that's all in our downtown, and we've got an amazing downtown. I I love Ames downtown because uh, we don't have empty storefronts very long. If something does happen to... uh, to move or go out of business for whatever reason, there's always something else to move right in. So mm-hmm. uh, our downtown is pretty amazing. And to have the, the concerts down there, we'll have several blocks blocked off uh, and that will be all open container in that area. Uh, but we've got local bands that'll be going uh, on both stages that'll mm-hmm. be performing starting at two o'clock all day long. Hairball, uh, which is our main act, uh, they take the stage at 8.30 p.m. and will play straight through for two hours to 10.30. Wow. And our secondary stage will actually be going at the same time. And we'll have somebody going until 11 o'clock. And Hairball is a longtime Ragbri favorite band, so that's going to be a really fun night. Oh, they, they really are. They're extremely entertaining. Uh, they play everything they play, everybody's heard of. Uh, and that's what's kind of fun because you can always sing along to it. Sure. Yeah. And uh, so you said definitely, you know, heading downtown to see all the Ragbri festivities, but then also it's just a really cool area to be in. Any other must-see places that listeners need to check out before they leave Ames? Well, I know that when uh, riders come in, I, they, they've got to make sure they do experience Jack Trice Stadium. I know it is a football stadium and there's not a game going on, but I think we've got a, a lot of fun things and surprising things for people to experience. Um, and that's a, a big attraction for us. And right next to Jack Trice and actually the main entrance to Ryman Gardens, the riders will be going uh going right by the main entrance. If you're looking for just a break and a just nice quiet place to go, Ryman Garden is is right next to Jack Troy Stadium. But Ames Central Campus, or Iowa State University's Central Campus is just, I think, the most beautiful campus I've been on. Mm-hmm. And I used to coach at Iowa State. I visited, uh, oh, I don't know, I would say probably close to 100 different campuses. Mm-hmm. And I still believe that Iowa State is the most beautiful. So I think uh, if people have an opportunity, you can bike right through campus. It's a beautiful central campus with a lot of public art, uh, just a beautiful scenery. And I will say when we came through, you know, three or four weeks ago on the inspection ride, I got to tell you, pedaling through the stadium was really a treat. So I hope uh, people are going to take the time to do that as they roll into town. Right, right. Because I I know a lot of people want to get to their campgrounds as soon as they get into town. But if, if they can finish that experience. And the one thing I didn't mention, there is a new bridge that uh, leaves Jack Trice Stadium that'll take riders over to really our main information area and will be uh, uh, able to help people direct them to their can- their assigned campgrounds or if they're looking for campgrounds. And that bridge is just really fun experience. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So if people want to go somewhere online to find out more information, can you tell us maybe a website and social media? Sure. Uh, discoverames.com and backslash ragbri. 
and on Facebook, it's Ames Ragbri. Uh, if you just go to, to the website, discoverames.com backslash ragbri, you can get links to all our social media outlets. Easy enough. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time, and uh, we're definitely very excited to be rolling into Ames. Well, Kathy, it's my pleasure, and we will really look forward to uh, having everyone come to Ames and experience Ames. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Next up, a warm welcome to Catherine, who will be part of the team hosting us Thursday night in Tama Toledo. Hi, good morning. Hi, how are you today? We are absolutely terrific. Good. And of course, listeners know that we're recording this before all the Ragbri riders come through. So this is your chance to tell us what we can expect when we come to Team Toledo. Oh, that's great. We're so excited. We're going to go back. We're going to celebrate the inaugural year of the ride, all things 1973. Excellent. So we are super excited as riders come to town they're going to feel the vibe, the style, the music, everything from 1973. Oh, that's so awesome. And that's my favorite genre of music, by the way. So that'll be... It is the best music. Yeah. Well, tell us um, your title or what your role is in uh, the whole Ragbri experience. Okay, sure. I I am actually the executive director of Tama County Economic Development. Oh, okay. So this is a joint project. Because this is such a big lift for two small communities, Mm -hmm. we had to bring another entity to the table to help with all of the tasks. So we're working directly with the Tama Toledo Chamber of Commerce on this project. So I'm the event chair for the entire event for Tama Toledo. Oh my goodness, what a huge weight on your shoulders. It has been a lot. We're still trying to take care of the rest of the county and then make sure we're ready for Thursday when everyone rides into town. Awesome. Has Ragbri ever been through your community before? We last hosted in 2008. Oh. So, of course, that was a rough flood year for Iowa. So we're enjoying this beautiful weather leading up to this year's hosting opportunity. <laughs> it has been, yeah. Much, much different than 2008, especially if you if you are an Iowan, you know exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. Catastrophic floods. It was a big lift for the committee that year, and their contingency plans were long and deep. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, how about before we get into the plans for Tama Toledo, do you want to give the listeners just a brief history about the community? Sure, you bet. Um, We're two communities that sit directly beside each other. A lot of people keep asking, you know, how far away is Tama from Toledo? The two have literally grown together in the last few decades. Mm. So, like in Tama's case... Um, Tama got its start back in 1862, like following, of course, railroad construction. And Tama sits about, oh, six or seven miles from the Meskwaki settlement. Mm-hmm. So we have a Native American community in Tama County. And Tama is located along the Lincoln Highway. So we are on the old Lincoln Highway. That's the that's the road riders will be coming in on is the old Lincoln Highway. Mm-hmm. We have um, a National Register of Historic Places, the Lincoln Highway Bridge. We have a one-of-a-kind bridge left in our county from crossing the United States on on that Lincoln Highway. Mm. And so then just a year later, Toledo was founded in 1853, and Tama um, was first, of course, but then Toledo um, was actually named the county seat. And so Toledo is is the county seat for Tama County. Mm. And obviously, like you said, you know, it used to be two separate communities, but now it's grown together as population grows. 
it did it, it did over the years the two communities as they grew they just literally grew together mm-hmm. and that's that's why so often you never hear anyone say just Tama or just Toledo it's very rare that you don't hear someone say Tama Toledo we're just all one community yeah okay so riders are going to be hitting your community Thursday afternoon maybe even earlier so give us an idea of what the terrain is like I mean are they going to be seeing farms, hills, what are they going to see as they come into your community? This is where it's really going to get fun. Um, We have one last hill that we're going to push the riders up. And then as soon as you hit the top of that hill, you start to come down into the Tama Toledo area. Mm -hmm. It's a long valley. It's the last 7.2 miles after you make your final turn. It's river bottom country with all kinds of trees and birds and we're hoping the eagles aren't hiding that day. <laughs> and it is just gorgeous Iowa river bottom country. So beautiful. There'll be some shade. It'll cool down a little as they get down closer to the river bottom area. Mm-hmm. They'll come through there. They'll go past the Meskwaki powwow grounds, which is really exciting. And then one last, what's not even going to hardly seem like a hill. And then they'll pop into town. Awesome. I can't wait. It's a beautiful, beautiful ride. Okay. And riders will want that after, you know, this is Thursday. So they've been riding all week and doing some elevation. So it's a, it sounds like it's a beautiful ride into Tama Toledo. It is. It is. And it's a long day. So I think that last 7.2 miles is going to feel like a breath of fresh air. All right. Great. And then you gave us a hint, you know, said that you're kind of going back to the roots of 1973. But tell us what riders can expect as they roll into town as far as sites to see and you know campgrounds and your theme all that okay as riders come into town of course you're going to sort of feel like you step back into the twilight zone and you're going to see a lot of peace signs you're going to see the word groovy about everywhere imaginable (laughs) and we absolutely stuck with that theme on our entertainment lineup in our on our main stage in Toledo Heights Park we'll actually be opening with a local band undercurrent and then we're moving on, and I'm I'm worried unless writers hammer down, they're going to miss this one. We are bringing in an Earth, Wind, and Fire tribute band oh, that is fun. absolutely incredible. Yeah, They are full costumes, choreography, and you're going to feel like you're watching Earth, Wind, and Fire in 1973. And where, where will that be located? That will all be at the Toledo Heights Park. So our main stage is located in the Toledo Heights Park. Okay. It's a 27-acre, just beautiful wooded park. And that's where everything will be. The beer tents, all the food vendors, all the entertainment. A medical tent will be there. So the riders will all be funneled towards that main park in Mm -hmm. the community of Toledo. But campgrounds will be a little bit of everywhere. When you show up in a small town and there's that many of that many of you, we have to put you a little bit of everywhere. <laughs> and so we literally have 17 different campgrounds. We have the main campground at the high school, and then we have spread campgrounds throughout both communities, anywhere from say two acres up to 12 or 15 or 20. Mm. So we have 108 acres of campgrounds. We know we are not going to lack for a place to put people. And then people will be able to move throughout both communities on a public bus system. And we'll we'll run public buses for 12 hours for free that day. So after our local band and Earth, Wind, and Fire, then we're super excited about this one. 
we are going to bring on Not Quite Brothers. Wow, that is such a fun band. Hopefully people have heard them before, or they can Google it to get a, a few, a snippet of what they play. Exactly. These guys are super high energy, and they play all of our 70s music. And they're an Iowa band, so mm-hmm. we love the fact that we've got an Iowa band coming to get us through that late at late afternoon, early evening. Not Quite Brothers is going to come on the stage at 6.15. Okay. So we said writers are going to want to, if, if this is something they want to see, we know this is a hammer down day. This is not a slow ride to Tama Toledo. So that slow ride was meant to kind of lead me into our headliner <laughs> of the night. I thought, maybe you were, I thought maybe you were going to sing it. Slow ride. You know, I, I, I won't do that because I do want people to actually show up in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I promise not to sing. I may teach a lot of people how to disco dance, but I promise not to sing. <laughs> anyway, I interrupted you, but what, what so, is yeah, the reason for saying not slow, a slow ride? ride? Not a slow ride day because our headliner that night is Fog Hat. Yes. So we think we just have this most amazing 70s lineup of entertainment starting at 3.30 in the park. Wow. And then we will also be running entertainment with local bands, regional bands in the downtown Tama area as well. We're going to block off both streets on Main Street into in Tama. And so you'll have entertainment options on both sides, Tama and Toledo. Mm-hmm. And then those public bus routes, there's 16 stops. You can get on that bus and go just about anywhere. Nice. That is And the amazing. buses will give you that whole 70s vibe, too. We're not going to give up there. They'll be coated in peace signs and groovy signs. And the public school buses are going to look like you jumped back into 1970 as well. <laughs> I feel a Partridge family vibe right now. You know, we're having a little too much fun <laughs> with this theme, maybe. <laughs> so if people are out walking around in Tama Toledo, uh, are there a few, like, great places? You mentioned the Meskwaki area, but are there some, like, must-see places? Well, there's one for sure. Um, I'd love to tell everyone to go see the Lincoln Highway Bridge. Mm-hmm. But this old 150-year-old bridge is currently under construction, Mm. so we're not going to get to do a lot to showcase it. But when they do come to town, as they move towards that main um, venue at the park, they're going to want to stop and see the iconic statue of the butter cow. So for those those listeners that are from Iowa, they absolutely understand what I mean. Mm -hmm. But for those other listeners, for years and years now, we have carved a butter cow at the Iowa State Fair every year. And the woman who carved the, the statue for over 40 years, Norma Duffy Lyon, mm-hmm. is from Toledo. So she's always been known as the butter cow lady. And she's known for creating the elaborate, elaborate, very elaborate butter sculptures at the Iowa mm-hmm. State Fair from 1960 to 2006. Wow. Yes. And so we are claim to fame. Our, our hometown has Norma Duffy Lyon. And so you're going to see some history on the butter cow there. Mm -hmm. And then there's also a bronze statue of of one of the cow and calves that she carved over the years. And I want to just go one step further with you to say that if listeners have never been to like the Iowa State Fair, it's literally a a full-size cow and calf made out of butter. And it sounds weird, but it's like... I mean, you have to wait in line to see this sculpture. And we were lucky enough when we came through on the inspection ride to get a photograph of the, uh, it's not made out of butter, but the actual (laughs) sculpture on a hill. It's beautiful. It's incredible what she did over the years. And 
what a name she made for the Iowa State Fair in the process. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we definitely need to get listeners to go uh, get a photo with the butter cow. So that's with awesome. With the butter cow. So the other thing that, that everyone's going to have a lot of opportunity, get on those public buses because every single public bus stop, we have a local artist who has painted an individual panel for every single bus stop that has a nod to the 70s. Oh, okay. It's a disco dancer where you can stick your face in it and get your picture taken. It's a VW microbus where you can look like you're driving the VW microbus down the street. We are going to have photo opportunities for writers in every square inch of the communities. Okay, so everyone make sure your phone is charged up or whatever device you use to take photos. That's awesome. We're excited. And a local artist, we just... We can't believe how many things people have touched to get us ready for this process. Oh, that's great. Well, if people want to know more about Tama Toledo or uh, specifically Ragbri plans, where can they go? Okay, they can go to our website, which is tamatoledoragbri.com. Then we also have a Facebook page, Tama Toledo Ragbri 2023. And both of those locations will give you phone ma- phone message places. They'll give you places to email us. Mm -hmm. And we have a direct point of contact who's checking those emails on a daily basis. And we're just funneling those out to the committee chairs and getting answers back to people as quick as we can. Good. And of course, if you can't, um, you know, if you can't remember what we just said, you can always go to the ragbride.com website and then find the link for Tima Toledo. Get you the same place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to share a little bit about your community. We are so excited to be there. We are thrilled. It's going to be a great time, and we feel, we can't believe we're saying this, but we feel ready to go. So get on your bikes and head our way. Okay. Next up, we have Friday Overnight Town, which is Coralville, and with me today is Nick. Hey, Nick. Hi, good morning. Are you ready to tell the world about uh, Coralville? I'm always ready to talk about Coralville. (laughs) Sounds great. Well, before we get into all the uh, facts and fun stuff about the Coralville area, tell the listeners your role on RAGBRAI. Yes, so uh, my my day job is I am the uh, Director of Public Affairs at the Iowa City Coralville Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. Uh, and for our rag rice stop, I'm serving as uh, publicity chair as well as sponsorship chair. Okay, two very important jobs. Yes. Yes. And for listeners who maybe are not familiar with Iowa, um, well, I live probably 25 minutes away from Coralville, so I am aware of how it's actually kind of, um, there are multiple towns that really look like one town. Do you want to hit on that real quick? Absolutely, yeah. Corville's part of the Iowa City metro area, um, so if you, if you're not a local, you 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 might run from Corville to Iowa City to North Liberty to Tiffin without even knowing that you're leaving leaving a community. But yeah, Corville is just to the to, to the west of Iowa City. It's a, a population of just over twenty thousand, mm. um, and it was you know started right along the Iowa River uh, as a as a milling town and. Um, and has, has since grown from there and, and really has its own, uh, once you are a local, it has its own identity and, and, uh, and, and a lot of great people. And 
It was really neat about hosting RAGBRAI this year on the 50th anniversary of RAGBRAI is that it's the 150th birthday of the city of Coralville. Oh, so nice. We're, we are taking that into account, and our, our theme is Cheers to the Years. And uh, if you, you can see our logo for the for the event, it's it, it morphs the 150 and the 50 together into a into a bicycle shape, and uh, we're we're having a lot of fun with that. Excellent. And uh, has Ragbri come through Coralville in the past? Uh, yes, this is the uh, let's see, this is the sixth time that it's come to Coralville. So uh, yeah, we've hosted five times in the past. Uh, back as early as 1995 was the first time Coralville hosted an overnight. Um, and then as late as, uh, I believe it was 2015, uh, that, that it was here last. All right. And I know I had a blast in 2015 um, coming to Coralville and going to the, um, is it called the Iowa River Landing area? Right. Yeah. The Iowa River Landing. And if you were there during that time, it would, it hardly looks the same as it did then because now we have a, a brand new 5,000 seat hockey arena mm. uh, in there as well as a uh, five basketball court-sized field house um, and a bunch of new restaurants and shops and hotels. Um, so it's, it's, it is one of the up-and-coming up areas in, in all of Iowa and the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Well, I want you to tell the listeners about what they can expect when they get into Coralville. But before we do that, will you tell everyone what those last few miles of biking are going to be like getting into <laughs> Coralville? Yeah, I'm. Uh, un- unfortunately, I don't think a lot of riders are going to be going to be as that pleased with it. But you will be happy when you get to Coralville. Um, yeah, the, the the last few miles are are fairly treacherous, fairly hilly. Um, as you as you go from the, the last community, Oxford, uh, into t- into uh, Coralville, uh, along uh, what was what we call IWV, which is also Melrose Avenue for those Hawkeye fans. Uh, that know know where Melrose Avenue is that leads into Kinnick Stadium, but uh, before you get before you go all the way to Kinnick, you 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 take off and and go north into Coralville. But um, but what's also really cool about the route is that it goes through the Amana colonies mm-hmm. uh, in between Tama and uh, and Coralville. Um, so I I know the Amana colonies are it's a that's a great place to to go for a day ride or a weekend ride if you're if you're up to it. Um, but uh, we, you'll, you'll get to go through there and experience the the history that uh, the Amana has, as well as you know the great great beer at uh, the Millstream Brewery up there, which is the oldest operating brewery in the state of Iowa. So that's mm-hmm. that's going to be a good treat. And in theory, we've all been riding the whole week, so our legs should be right. ready for those hills coming into exactly. Coralville. And when, I hope so. Yeah, and then once we hit Coralville, I know there's plenty to celebrate there. So give us an idea of what riders will see as they're rolling in. Yeah, so right as you're as you're coming into town, uh, we're we're funneling everyone to the the main area. The main what's nice about Coralville is that it sets up really well to have the main entertainment and main campgrounds all together in one one area. So mm. you'll you'll come in we've got a, a an archway that is going to be your your instagram worthy shot when you when you arrive into the the main area um i i, I can't reveal the details of it yet but Ooh. it's going to be very impressive to okay. 
to to ride under and and take your picture with and and uh, enter into town and um, yeah so it's at St Morrison Park which is right in the the, the heart of Corville. Um, so it's also surrounded you know we we have all the amenities nearby too so um, if in addition to all the food vendors and and other vendors that are going to be there you know if you need to to run to a grocery store where you're not far away if you if you want to go sit at an actual restaurant, uh, there's there's going to be plenty within you know riding distance, or you know take our our shuttle and and go around town and uh, including to the the Iowa River landing that we that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming besides the big headliner that we have planned in in Coralville, uh, you have entertainment all throughout the day, correct? Yes, we've got three stages that are going to be set up with with music all day uh, long. So, in the headliner, of course, Bush mm-hmm. uh, will take the stage around eight thirty that night, um, and they're getting opened up by uh, an all female rock group named Plush, mm-hmm. uh, whose lead singer was on season thirteen of The Voice on uh, on television. Uh, but yeah, uh, on the main stage, we'll have other acts starting at uh, four o'clock. Uh, local Iowa legend Kevin B.F. Burt and his band The Big Machine yeah. uh, will will be on stage. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, 42 Romeo will take the stage after that, which they're an offshoot of the the Sidewinders uh, military band, uh, and you know they're they're fantastic uh, with, with the horn section and everything. Um, we've got a family stage sponsored by MetroNet, and they they. We're starting at 10 a.m. on that stage, so there's there's if, if you're if you're getting into town really early, there's there are, there's going to be stuff for you. So uh, DJ Buck will be will be spinning some music, and then we've got Juggling Jesters. Uh, Nick Stitka will be at two o'clock, and at 3:30 the Black Donnellys, which is a national touring act, and I actually just saw their they have a documentary out on uh, on Hulu that you can watch um, where they they attempted to do uh, 50, all 50, uh, per, to perform in all 50 states within uh, a 50-week period. It was, wow. it was really cool. Wow. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're a fun Irish duo that uh, just, you know, play guitars and uh, have a lot of fun. So, And then, um, yeah, we also have the food pantry stage, which will be up closer to the, uh, to the main campground, not that any of them are very far away from each other, but... Uh, and uh, we've got a few different bands there, notably the Dandelion Stompers, which is an Iowa City act, oh, yeah. um, and uh, and a big favorite. So we've got all those, and then we also have the uh, the, the non-music stuff. That so we got the Midwest One Bank Kids Zone. That'll open at 10 a.m. There's going to be inflatables and face painting and uh, balloon artists and and all sorts of things going on there. And then Hills Bank has sponsored our free movies, which are which will take place. In the Corville Center for the Performing Arts, which is just a block away from from the the main campus area there, and uh, they'll be showing up at 2:30, mm-hmm. or excuse me, 12:30. Uh, the Fast and the Furious at 2:15, Tommy Boy at 4:15, and Top Gun Maverick at six. Ooh. And so, in, any of those movies, and then you'll so you can cool off in there, and then come back out and and watch the uh, the main stage. So. And of course, we are next to the home of the University of Iowa, so you will definitely be seeing Herky the Hawk uh, walking around campus uh, and, and taking pictures with him. 
Oh, that sounds so much fun. And you mentioned that everything's kind of uh, in the same area as far as being compact as uh, campgrounds, and I'm assuming food vendors will be there as well as all the entertainment you mentioned, correct? Yep, yep. All within really a, a one or two block uh, area. The, the the park itself stretches out to the north and includes Northwest Junior High and then Kirkwood Elementary School. So there's just a lot of green space that's that's, that stretches all the way up to the north, and so um, it's it's really handy to have all the food vendors, all of the non-food vendors, mm-hmm. uh, medical facilities, uh, the, the medical tent there, and all the entertainment um, all within that, that one area uh, of, of the main campus. Okay, good. And um, you mentioned, you know, Iowa City is kind of a connector city to you, and home of the University of Iowa, but um, mm-hmm. what are some must-see places in Coralville that you want listeners to check out? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely when you're in, in town. Uh, if you got kids, the, the Iowa Children's Museum at the Coral Ridge Mall is is a must-see uh, if, if you are riding with kids or, or they're going to meet you here. Uh, that's a, that's a good one. The Antique Car Museum of Iowa is uh, in the Iowa River Landing. Um, so if you are if you are a car buff and, and car historian, uh, that is definitely a must see because it is it is the best car museum in in the state of Iowa. Um, and you know, Coralville was named Coralville because of the coral reefs that uh, that were found in the area when back when in the Devonian age when. Uh, when Iowa was a was a seafloor, so mm. there is exposed coral that you can go see at the Devonian Fossil Gorge, uh, which is just at the dam of the uh, Iowa of the of the Coralville Lake Coralville Reservoir on the Iowa River, just north of town. So oh wow! Those are those are definite musts. Good, and then so you know everyone's going to have a blast at all the music and just all the experiences in Coralville. They'll wake up in the morning and they will be exiting, but they probably won't realize when they leave Coralville because Iowa City is you know like we mentioned it's connected. But do you have yep. things set up in the morning for us, or are we just going to be riding on um, you know towards Davenport? We've got a fantastic way to exit town because you will be going through historic Kinnick Stadium Ooh. and riding your bike through the concourse of uh, what we like to call the mecca of college football. And uh, it's a, a fantastic opportunity that we've we've never had uh, before. And so you'll be able to go through that, those concourse and perform a wave up to the children up in the children's hospital so it's a it's going to be a very special saturday morning when you're when you're leaving town that is spectacular so that means riders will get to experience both kinnick stadium home of the iowa hawkeyes and then also jack trice stadium which is home of the iowa state cyclones so um, and i think listeners who are not from Iowa will know pretty quickly who are the Hawkeye fans and who are the Cyclone fans, right? <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Especially on that Friday, because that is Jersey Day. Uh, oh, yes. So all the riders are encouraged to wear their, their favorite sports team's jerseys. So there will be a lot of of back and forth for the black and gold and, and red and gold, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, where can listeners look for more information, you know, as they're coming towards Sioux City, getting ready to do RAGBRAI? Yeah, uh, CorvoRagBride.com is is our home, 
and that's where you can link off to all of our social medias is, is in all the maps and entertainment and everything else uh, that, that we've got going on. So CorvoRagBride.com. Uh, another good thing I should mention is that w- our main campus will have free Wi-Fi throughout uh, because uh, I'm on communications has, has set us up with, uh, with really high powered Wi-Fi in that area. So we're, we're excited about that. Wow. That's going to be a treat too. If we can actually get phone service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for coming on the podcast to tell us about Coralville. And um, by this point in the week, everyone's going to be, you know, feeling a little sad that it's almost over, but also really excited to come into your community. Yep. We're, we're excited to host them. We're going to be ready. All right. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, Murph. Well, riders, we've made it to the final day, Coralville to Davenport, and with me is Joan. Joan Kranovich, and I am Vice President of Business Growth and Director of Sports QC here at Visit Quad Cities. Awesome. So, Visit Quad, yeah. I just wanted to say welcome, Joan. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to be here. Uh, This is my, I guess, my fourth RAGBRAI here at Visit Quad Cities, so I'm uh, just really excited for the 50th this year. Oh, yeah. And what's your role as far as RAGBRAI specific? Are you, I mean, because you're kind of dealing with things that happen in the city, like that's your day job. So how, what are you doing different for RAGBRAI? Oh, it's it's all hands on deck for RAGBRAI sure. within Visit Quad Cities. Yeah. And then with the uh, city of Davenport, too. So in my day job, I'm all about recruiting events and bringing these events like whether it's a meeting convention, group tour, a, you know, we have these large ships that come through the Quad Cities or the, the sports tournaments that come in. I'm all about bringing them in and then making sure they have a great experience. So Rye Bride falls right in line with that. You know, we're excited to find out we will be the uh, hosts for the end of the Rye Bride 50. And, you know, of course, then we were taking on a lot of event management responsibilities. Not every event that we would throw all of our hands on deck and, you know, shut down basically the office for the summer to make sure we get everything done mm. um, for RAGBRAI uh, or for the event. But uh, this event, of course, you know, is taking over a lot of our time and we're really, you know, looking forward to seeing all of these cyclists come in. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting about Davenport is that they will roll in, it will be the first impression for them for rag ride because a lot of people park their cars and then ride motor coaches across Iowa. Oh, sure. And then will be their last impression as they finish and have that, you know, great feeling of dipping their tire in the Mississippi river and then heading to their respective homes. So something interesting that, you know, it's just fun for us. We get to be not many times, you know, are we, if there's an event that's a series, are we the first and the last impression? A lot of times we're somewhere in between or one or the other. And I think, um, you know, I'll speak on behalf of all riders, you know, at this point in the week, uh, it's kind of like a a love hate, you know, I really want to get home into my own bed and take a shower, but I really don't want Rag Bride to be over with. So give us an idea of what riders can expect in Davenport, because of course, you know, we all want to dip our tire, but there's so much to do and see in Davenport. We want to make sure that people take a little time to explore the area. 
Yeah, for sure. We hope that people, if you are coming in the weekend before to park your car, you take some time because that is your time, you know, as you're mentally preparing and physically preparing to be riding 500 miles. We hope that you'll come in and get to experience some of our restaurants or we have distilleries, breweries, wineries. We have a lot of history in Davenport, um, a lot of just great things to see and do. Of course, the river is one of our major um, components that Mm -hmm. people love to come in, but you'll, you know, all the riders will be experiencing that um, as they roll back into Davenport. Um, there's a great sky bridge. So if you wanted to take in, Hey, this is where we're going to end and just, you know, kind of reflect on it. There's a great sky bridge in downtown Davenport. Um, there are lots of little shops that people can walk around. Um, some of the fun areas, um, that are not necessarily right where they'll be dipping or where people will be camping. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can't miss out on John Deere. I mean, you're in the quad cities and we are the home of John Deere world headquarters. Mm. So if you could, you know, come in or spend that extra night and hit John Deere pavilion, or just kind of take in some of the John Deere store and some of the attractions within John Deere. Um, we also are home of the American pickers. So a lot of people watch that on the history channel, um, in LeClaire, Iowa. So it's just a 15, 20 minute drive, depending on where you're staying, you know, getting to LeClaire and spending the afternoon, spending the night, um, and checking out the American pickers antique archeology span store. Um, we just, you know, as people, we have a lot of fun planned for people when they roll into Davenport, not Mm -hmm. specifically like what we would normally have. We will have, you know, a gold road for, um, coming in. So they'll be able to finish in style. We'll have balloon arches. We'll have roaming entertainers. Um, we're going to have a great festival atmosphere in Centennial Park. So in the years past, we might have had it a little bit further down the river um, to keep people moving through our downtown. But we decided this year we're going to make sure it's part of the experience. Right after you dip your tire in the Mississippi River, you can roll through and go have, you know, that last Tailwinds beer or some of our local QC Ale Trail brews in that beverage garden um, and listen to some music and have some food and then keep rolling through our farmer's market, which is one of the best in the Midwest. So Mm -hmm. as you keep going, you just keep seeing things that are great. I mean, we've got the modern Woodman park, which is the home of the quad cities river bandits. Mm. And that is right next to where people are dipping their tires and then going to the festival. They have a game of course on that 20, the 29th. So if riders can, spend the night they can go to a baseball game for pretty inexpensively it's only like ten dollars or less I mean depending on where you want to sit in the park and it's it's one of the top ballparks minor league ballparks Um, they're part of the uh, Kansas City Royals family Mm. so great team great views just a nice place to relax you know have a little bit more fun in the quad cities Um, and then they can continue on um, and we will have our Union Station Destination Center with some festival atmosphere right behind it. There's just a lot happening in Davenport always and then the Quad Cities. But then there's a lot happening that day, too, on the 29th. Sure. And I am absolutely like I cannot be more excited about having a gold road as you roll into your last yes. couple of miles. <laughs> that is so cool. Uh, yeah, we are very excited. We actually, we got 900 pounds of dry gold paint, so it'll be mixed up and it'll be even more. Um, it takes, a, it, it'll cover about, it sounds, you know, long or short, depending on your perspective, but about 15,000 um, square or 15,000 feet is wow. what it'll cover. So as you, that last mile, basically, you'll hit the gold road and you'll have, you know, just that feeling of, hey, I did it and we can celebrate this 50th anniversary ride. 
And uh, I, I was part of the inspection team, so I've, I've already seen the dip site. But do you want to touch base on how you're going to accommodate thousands and thousands of people dipping their tires? Yes. Yes, definitely. So we anticipate, I mean, every year if at certain times, you know, people all arrive around a certain time. So we anticipate there being probably a line waiting to dip. Mm -hmm. um, but we have a DJ set up. Um, there's going to be a DJ booth down there. Um, there is going to be a an area where people can roll their bike up onto a stage, not next to the dip site, but, you know, really close to it. And they can take some, you know, pictures as you're waiting in line. There's going to be some vendors, you know, mm -hmm. whether you, want, you need a drink in line. Um, there's going to be a lot to keep your mind and occupied and just have a little bit of fun. So mm -hmm. it's not just standing in a line in a hot weather. Um, so there's going to be a lot going on down there. We're going to have a misting tent and keep everybody, you know, cool and um, just really looking forward to their, you know, group or individual shot at the Mississippi River in the dip site area. So there'll, there'll be some great iconic backgrounds and lots of, of course, Regbri 50 and Davenport Regbri um, signage right as they're dipping their tires. So if I'm hearing you right, we need to make sure we keep our phones charged that day so we can take plenty of photographs on said phone. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> we have plenty of volunteers to take your photo, but they might not have your phone number to send it to you. So hopefully <laughs> right. you keep your phone charged roll in and we have plenty of people taking photos we even have an mc down there to just kind of check in with people where are you from you know how long did it take you to get from coralville or what's your favorite experience so we're gonna have some fun with it and you know just really hopefully people uh, enjoy their experience as they're ending the iconic week oh great and um something uh, worth addressing we talked about this before we pushed uh record but um there's a you know a little bit of uh concern from riders that it's mm -hmm. also the same day as Bix, which is a huge uh, running event. And um, I, we both kind of laughed about it. But do you want to touch on that a little bit? Yes. Yeah, so it is. Um, this is the, you know, the secret that always comes out right away that it's the same day as our Quad City Times Bix 7, which is a seven mile road race um, that happens um, every the last always the last Saturday in July. And it usually brings between 10 and 15,000 people um, to town. This year, it's like the National 7-Mile Championship mm. qualifying race. So there'll be a lot of, like, Olympic hopefuls and people that are really elite runners from the United States taking part in the event. So it is a big year for that event, too. And as it goes from its 49th, event, 49th year to its 50th, um, it's a big deal for mm -hmm. them. But this is not our first rodeo in hosting Bix 7 as well as Ragbri the same day. It does always usually land on that day. Um, so we have it all prepared. We've been meeting a lot. I mean, more than 25, 30 times with whether it's the police department, whether it's, you know, with the organizers of the Bix, whether it's with the people that would bring those two together and host festivals that could, you know, be accommodating to both groups, whether mm -hmm. you're running the Bix or whether you're finishing Ragbri. So, um, we have a great plan. There's, you know, of course, a few road closures, but it'll be it'll be just feel like a festival and a, a celebratory atmosphere mm -hmm. in downtown Davenport. What happens with Bix is it runs early. So people start arriving between six and seven thirty in the morning to run and then they're done. I mean, everything wraps up with them by about 11 a.m. Okay. And with Ragbri, a lot of people start rolling in, you know, between 9.30 and 10.30, and really things kick off 
around 11 a.m. So it really works out for, you know, volunteers and the police and fire and EMS um, to all be able to cover. It is a long day for everybody that's involved and we are, it's going to be a fun day, Um, but it's not, it's not going to be, you know, a traffic nightmare. It's not going to be, you know, any sort of, um, any sort of issue having the two events happening at once. But I can guarantee you guys are all going to need a nap the next day, right? I agree. I keep telling everyone I can't wait to sleep a little bit on July 30th. <laughs> well, good. Um, and then the the last topic to address, just because you're unique in that people, you know, get to see you. The a lot of people see you at the beginning of the week and at the end of the week. But um, do you have logistics well thought out as far as riders coming in and traffic going out as far as vehicles? Yes, we do. And I know there's a lot of people who maybe have ridden before and they probably have a tried and true location, but we have encouraged people, you know, especially those teams that are meeting a a large group of people to get in touch with us. Uh, What we've been working with the Rag Riot organizers for many, many months and what is happening with the support vehicles to keep them off that road with, you know, potentially tens and tens of thousands of people coming Mm -hmm. through. Um, They're going to be going through Illinois. We're, you know, unique, the spy state, great Uh, regional destination so we have lots of parking lots and not as much happening in our downtowns in rock island illinois and moline illinois okay so we have um, some spots set aside at the qcca expo center at vibrant arena um, at the mark we have you know the isle casino hotel has a lot going on but there's some infrastructure there where we'll get you a couple miles away from the dip site that way everyone can get in and get out easily Um, it's all flat to get to these places and we have several bridges that people can cross to get to their support vehicle of course we're going to have people that will probably go a little bit north of the river and meet their rides and there is you know we have lots that will be available for Mm -hmm. that but we would encourage you if you know you're meeting a group of people or still looking for that location get in touch with us we'll help you and we are mapping out you know where are these support vehicles exactly going to be parked and how are we getting them in and out easily Wow, you've got it. You've got it nailed. I mean, you, it's obvious you guys have done this before, right? Yes, we have. It's. Um, I've been involved 2011, 2015, and 2018. So I wasn't here in 1973. I think that was the year before we, the last time we hosted it before 2011. Oh, so it took wow. a little while to get a, everyone back. But as you can see, Ragbury does enjoy coming here, and we really enjoy welcoming people twice, of course, to the area. Excellent. And uh, where can listeners go if they want to do some research or figure out, you know, maybe they do want to find out an alternative place to park? Uh, DavenportRagBride.com. And then if you go on to Facebook, we also have a Facebook page. Uh, RagBride Davenport, I believe, is the page for that. So it flips it around. But uh, DavenportRagBride.com has everything you would need to know and how to contact us and Um, We do should still have a few parking spots left. I know that's the big question. Um, And we will have just a great atmosphere, whether you're coming in July 21st and 22nd or you're here on the 29th. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Joan, for, you know, taking the time to talk to us. And we are so excited to come visit you very, very soon. We're excited to have you. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at 
justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just just go bike. bike!